Mesech's Peor Perek Dalad Mishnah Beis until Perek Dalad Mishnah Hey. The previous Mishnah taught us that although in general, the way that poor people decide who gets the payoff from what field is pretty much first come, first serve, however much you manage to get and detach from the ground is how much you keep, there are a couple of exceptions. And the two which the Mishnah gave was Dolis and Dekel. Dolis is a grapevine which grows in an unusual manner, often around pieces of wood or around trees, and Dekel is a palm tree, which is growing dates. So in these situations, it's dangerous for the poor people to fight over who's going to get it, because they're very high up, difficult to access, and therefore the Mishnah told us that the way to distribute this is via the owner of the field, or perhaps his worker, to bring down those fruit and give it out to the poor people equally. Now in general, since a poor person has the right to however much power he can manage to get, if the other poor people there want to split it equally, instead of fighting over it, they cannot force him to do that, because he has a right to get whatever he can manage to get. So if he does not want to join them in that distribution, he can take as much as he likes, as much as he can manage to get, from the corner of that field. That's when it comes to the regular produce. But when it comes to the grapevine and a palm tree, this is not the case. Even if 99 of the poor people present agree that they want to grab the payer, meaning whoever manages to get it can keep it, but one poor person says that they should split it equally, meaning that the owner should bring down the fruit and distribute it among them equally. In this scenario, we listen to this one poor person, because he said according to what the halacha is, meaning the law is that the owner is supposed to bring it down himself and distribute it. So although if they all agree that they want to grab it, they can. If one of them does not want to do it like that, he cannot be forced to do so, and rather we go with what is normal in the case case of Dolis and Dekel, and that is for the owner to bring it down himself and distribute it among them equally. Mishnah Gimel, the way that a poor person acquires the payer is by detaching it from the ground, then it becomes his. But what happens if not al-miktsos payer uzroka al-hashar? If a particular poor person took part of the payer and threw it over the rest of that corner, over the rest of the payer there. Either he was doing it because he thought he could acquire all of the payer by doing it, or he just did it in order to maybe hide the rest of the produce which is still attached to the ground, so that other poor, poor, poor people don't come to try and get it. Whatever his reason was, it's not allowed, because all the poor people are entitled to this payer, so he can't try and prevent them getting it, and therefore not only does he not get the payer which is still attached to the ground, obviously he won't get that because he hasn't acquired that. But even that which he did acquire by detaching from the ground, he does not have any of it. Meaning, we punish him by saying that he cannot even keep that which he detached from the ground and threw over the rest of the, of the corner. And the Rabbonon have the authority to say that even though he technically owns this, he cannot keep it. And in fact, whenever the Rabbonon say that something should belong to somebody, although according to the Torah and the technical laws, it should belong to somebody else, how can they do that? Let's take our example. According to the Torah, he acquired part of that corner of the field, and therefore he owns it. And then Abaddon come along and say, we're going to punish you, and you no, you no longer own this. How can they do that? Surely they're going against the Torah. And the answer is something very fundamental, known as Hefker based in Hefker, which in short means that the Beistin basically have the power to make anybody's property and possessions Hefker, ownerless. So they're not going against the Torah by saying that they should belong to him instead of him. Rather, they're using their power to make his property ownerless, and then that allows somebody else to come and acquire it. That's the concept of Hefka based in Hefka. 
We won't go into the details right now, but it's important to know that whenever the Rabbonon say that something should belong to somebody, despite it really belonging to somebody else according to the Torah, they do it via the mechanism of Hefka based in Hefka. Now what happens if Nofaloyoleha, if this poor person fell over the rest of the payer? or all of the pale there, he comes to the corner of the field, and he sort of jumps over all of it, or first Talisa or he spreads his cloak over it, because he thinks that this is a way to acquire the payer. Even though, like we said, the only way to do so would be to detach it from the ground. But he thought that this was a way to acquire it, says the Mishnah. The other poor people are allowed to remove him from it, meaning they're allowed to go and take payer from underneath him, and detach it from the ground, because he has not yet acquired it and therefore it's still there, available to be acquired by anybody, any of the poor people. Now in this case, we're not going to punish him. If the person who spread his cloak there starts to detach things from the ground, then he's acquiring it, very good. We only punish him if he intended to stop other people getting it. But over here, he didn't try to stop people getting it so that he could have more time to collect it for himself. Rather, he genuinely thought that by doing what he was doing, he was actually acquiring it. So there's no reason to punish him, it's just that he hasn't acquired it. But if he or other poor people start detaching it from the ground, then whoever detaches it from the ground acquires that payer. And says the mission of Echin Beleket. Similarly, the same applies for Leket, which is the gift for the poor, which is the stalks which fall down while the harvesting is going on. That needs to be left for the poor to take. Echin Beomer Shikha, and similarly with a bundle which is Shikha, which is a forgotten bundle which was forgotten in the field. In these cases too, if a poor person jumps over it, or spreads his cloak over it, but doesn't really perform an acquisition, doesn't perform an act of acquiring it, then once again, if somebody else comes and actually does an act of acquiring, he will acquire it as opposed to the first person who did not do the acquisition in a, in a manner which works. Mission Dalit, as you can imagine, collecting pill was very competitive. There will be lots of poor people arriving at each field, each one wants to get their hands on as much as they can, and the Rabbonin were worried that there would be fights, and there may be injuries, and in order to prevent this as much as possible, payer. When it comes to collecting payer in coats in Isabimagolos, one cannot cut it, one cannot harvest it with sickles. That's the normal harvesting instrument used when harvesting grains and most crop. Then Isabakaidumais, you can't dig it up with spades either. A spade was often used for vegetables or herbs like onions. So the poor people are not allowed to use these instruments when collecting payer. And the same would apply to other dangerous instruments. Tools which could be used to harm other people, so that one person does not end up hitting and injuring his friend. So Rabbanon said that one should not bring instruments there which could end up injuring somebody in this competitive situation. Mission Hey, the poor people are only allowed to take payoff from the corner of somebody's field if the owner of that field, or at least a representative of the owner, is present. If the owner is not there, then we're concerned that the poor people might end up stealing part of the produce which is not in the corner. They might take some of the non-payer produce. So to prevent that occurring, the Rabbanon said that one can only come and take payer if the owner of that field is there at the time. Now we're not going to force the owner to be available the whole day, that's very inconvenient. Rather, the owner should be there. Sholish avoyus bayoim. There are three appearances in the day, and at those three times in the day, that is when the owner of the field or a representative of his should come and appear in the field so that the poor people can take their payer. Bashachar in the early morning, uvachatzis at midday, uva mincha, and during the afternoon, the middle of the afternoon, at those three times, the owner should be there.
Dushami explains that this is to allow access to all different types of poor people. So early in the morning, mothers who have young children can come because their children are still sleeping. So it's at that time that they're available to come. And therefore the owner should make himself there so that this particular poor person, that type of poor person, can come and collect the payer. The reason why he should be there during noon, during midday, is for the younger people who wake up quite late. So they only end up getting to the fields around midday. And the later time of the afternoon is for the sake of the old people who walk very slowly and therefore if they set out at around midday to go towards the fields, they should get there by the time it's mid-afternoon. And that is when the owner should be present so that they can take the payout. Now according to the Tanakama, the owner has to come at those three times, no more, no less. However, Rabban Gamliel, Omer Rabban Gamliel says, The Rabbanon only said these three times so that the owner does not do any less than that. But if the owner would like to appear more times than three times, he has to go at those three particular times. But if he wants to add on to that, then he can allow more people to come at other times. The whole point of these three times is just so that we can be convenient for the poor people, so that they all have access to come to the field and take payer. So you're just making it more convenient for the poor people. That even at other times, you're still available. However, interestingly, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, the Rabbanon said these three times only so that you don't do any more than those three times. Three times is the maximum, but if the owner would like to, he can only appear once. And the reason for this is because if you go at other times than the three times, then the owner might invite or tell particular poor people that he's going to appear in the field at that time, and then they'll come and have an advantage over other poor people in getting the payer. And that's not fair, because all poor people have equal right to the payer, and therefore he cannot appear in the field other than during those three times. Now Rabbi Akiva says that actually, he, if he wants to, he can appear just once in a day. Because even if that will make poor people have come for nothing, at least it won't give poor people an advantage over other poor people. So the poor people will just come back later in the day. That's not a problem. The only problem would be if particular poor people have an advantage over other poor people. So again, we've got three opinions. Tanakama holds exactly three. Rabbi Gamaliel holds at least three. And Rabbi Akiva holds maximum three. The mission now cites an example of a particular group of people who separated Peor in a slightly unusual manner. But the mission is mentioning it in order to praise them, and we will see why in a moment. Shall base Nomer, the people of base Nomer, which is either a place or a particular family's name, when they would harvest their field, they would pick, they would harvest the field using a rope, meaning they would harvest along a line of the field, and they would spread a rope from where they started at the end of the field, and they would carry the rope along with them, leaving a line of rope behind them, and then when the rope was finished, up to there they would harvest, and the rest of that row of the field, they would leave that as payer. So instead of the normal way of harvesting the entire field and then leaving a corner at the end, they would leave at the end of every line of the field, the end of every row of harvesting, they would leave payer there. They would give payoff from each row, and this was praiseworthy for two reasons. Number one is because this way the poor people didn't have to wait until the end of the entire harvest. Rather, they got the payout earlier on. And secondly, the Rambam in Prekayovus says that if you've got a choice between giving tzedakah, giving charity, giving one big donation, or lots of smaller donations, it's preferable to give lots of smaller donations at separate occasions. So this idea is actually reflected in our Mishnah. That's what the Mishnah Roshayna, who is a Peyosh Mishnah, is, he notes that. Now, we learned at the beginning of the Masechta that it's better and ideal to give payout at the end of the field. And then it's not so ideal to give payer from the middle of the field. However, over here it's different because really it is considered the end of the field. He's separating payer from the end of each row, not really in the middle of the field, and therefore they were still praised for this practice of giving lots of payers at the end of each row.